What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Jet Stream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. My name is Jesse Finver, and along with me, as always, is my pal, my miserable partner in crime, Connor Sheeran. Connor, how we doing this week? About the same as last week, Jesse. <laughs> it's you know? just an, it's a never-ending cycle. It's a never-ending never cycle of <laughs> just not sadness, anger, just pure apathy, I guess, at this point, you know? Sprinkled with a little bit of excitement based on like some of the players we saw on Sunday, but other than that, I got nothing. Yeah. Well, this week we have a very special guest. Uh, he was on an earlier episode this season. Uh, it was like week three, I think, we had you on, Claudio. Uh, yes. But Andrew Claudio uh, is here, formerly of Gotham Sports Network, and now he does his own thing. He has his own podcast. Uh, you want to plug that before we even get into things? I'd love to. It's the final score. See, I keep doing that. It's not the final score. I watch the social network. I drop the the. Just final <laughs> I doesn't score. even know the name of his own podcast. Geez. I know, but no, but here's the thing. I've been on a couple of pods lately, and people keep introducing me as the host of the final score podcast. <laughs> oh, it's just final score. We all saw the social network. Drop the the. It's well, can you cleaner. still call it? Like, it is the final score podcast like you're referring to the final i am score the pod- host of final score my <laughs> podcast That's it is my podcast we do three shows a week the first one is a general recap of the weekend right now the second one is an nba show with gotham zone brett herskowitz that we do once a week and then i've been doing this final interview series with a couple of different famous authors recently because people want to promote their books so I had Anthony DeComo. I had Jeff Perlman. This week, I have Harvey Ayrton, who wrote the book When the Garden Was Eaten. He's got a new book coming out. So uh, everywhere podcasts are are available is where you can find Final Score. I will say the last time I was here, I think the Jets were 0-2. Like you said, it was right before week three. It's when I hinted the notion that if they don't beat Denver, (laughs) they might go 0-16. Well, here we are five weeks later, and that's almost a foregone conclusion. Yep. And I'm looking forward to doing two things on this podcast, Jesse. First of all, Connor, you got to give me a second because I need to give this man his props. Go, go. on my pod to do a preseason uh, show for the, for the NFL season and officially declared the Patriots dead. And I thought that was Jesse being Jesse. But here we are. <laughs> and I'm this close to jumping on the bandwagon. Don't do yep. it. Yep. Don't do it. Yep. Three weeks. Don't do and it. And they look as incompetent as my football team. Don't do it. It's why it's so frustrating that I can't enjoy the demise of the Patriots because they still going to win more games than my football team this year. <laughs> no, so, you know, here's the thing. that you, This is how you need to look at it. Because yeah. a lot of I have a lot of friends who are Patriots fans. And they're very miserable, as you can probably imagine. They are used. Mm-hmm. They they've not been under 500 since 2002, and they are two and four right now. And my I have a, I have a friend who has been saying that the Patriots are going to get rid of Tom Brady, and then they're going to tank for Trevor Lawrence, and they're going to get Trevor Lawrence, and it'll be Belichick being Belichick. And as of right now, the Jets are two games in front of the Patriots and the Jets have yet to play the Patriots. And so, so crazy to think of it that way. <laughs> and so, and so what I'm thinking about right now, because I was right. The Patriots are dead. They're a dead franchise right now. They are. They're not. The oh only my God. issue, the How only times we see it's been no, no, 20 no. years. Yeah. It's been and 20 it, years. And they're two and four. They're two. I mean, they're two and four. Okay. Here's what scares me because we still know that they have that Sith Lord on the sideline. <laughs> 
my biggest fear is that the Patriots are going to throw both of those games against the Jets. And, and those are the Jets' two wins? And those are the Jets' two wins. And, Either that or the Jets win one and then win, the win Patriots, game, and then the, the Patriots Patri- trade up for it. The Patriots, go two and, the Patriots go two and 14, and the Jets go two and 14, and the Patriots get the first overall pick and get Trevor Lawrence instead of the Jets. That's so, my biggest fear right now. Is it going to happen? No, because the Jets aren't winning a game this season. Okay? But that is the only thing that... I, like normally, when I say I'm afraid of the Patriots, because they're a really good football team and they're gonna beat the, they're gonna beat the team that you're rooting for. I'm afraid of the Patriots right now because I'm afraid they're gonna ruin the tank. You know, we're yeah. trying to dismantle the tank and they're they're trying to fix the tank at the same exact time. And they're and they're I'm very afraid they're gonna be fixing it faster than we can dismantle it. Can I put your mind at ease a little bit, Jesse? First Please. of all, to your friend that's used the word miserable. <laughs> yeah, when he's a Patriots fan. Fuck and- that guy. Yeah, dude, you're not miserable. It's, it's, you're spoiled. It's, it's multiple. You have no idea. What it's misery. multiple. It, it's 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 like a half dozen of these Patriots fans. Well, I know you're your roommates. You've you've told us the story. You basically your roommates in college were all. Oh, Patriots it's more fans. than just them. Like I know a lot of guys from New England now. Well, <laughs> they all. They're all very point, miserable right now. And I'm, point, I'm enjoying it. Good for them. They've had enough. <laughs> Prosperity over the last ten de- ten years, okay. This last decade has been all Boston, okay. Whether it be the Red Sox or the uh, the the Celtics have been that fifteen years. like four times. Uh, the Patriots obviously spotlight one best picture. I'm tired <laughs> of Boston winning everything, okay. It is about goddamn time that Don't we give other the, cities to do this. The Depotted. The Depot. Well, that was oh oh six, so I, I didn't go that far. So that's but still the, in there. That's in the twenty the, year span. The town was this decade. So I'm going this decade, though. But if you wanted to go back to basically 20 2001. Years. It's been 20 yeah. years. The Patriots did their thing and beat the Rams because they had cameras on the sideline. That's right. I said it. Okay. <laughs> oh if we want to go back that far, fine. But my point is that they don't, they're not allowed to use the word misery. That is not allowed. However they say exactly. it up in New England, they're not allowed to say the word misery. Claudio's old enough mind to have an opinion on that Super Bowl. Literally, <laughs> I was 13. I was 13 <laughs> for that Super Bowl. So, um, <laughs> to put your mind at ease, Jesse, the tiebreaker is strength of schedule. So for the Patriots to end up going two and 14, they play a lot of first place teams on their schedule, which means they're gonna not have the tiebreaker with a lot of other teams that will probably also go two and 14. The Jets will obviously have the tiebreaker because they. Uh, lost. They beat the Patriots twice in this scenario. But you're asking Jacksonville to win two more games. You're asking Atlanta to win two more games. You're asking uh, the Giants to win two more games. You're asking Washington to win any games the rest of the season. So I think in the scenario where there is a tiebreaker, where multiple teams are two and four team, and one of them is the Patriots, there's no way the Patriots end up winning a tiebreaker because strength, their strength of schedule is going to be so good. Right. This but... is also a preposterous scenario. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. Don't win another game the rest of the season. No, it's just a simple thing to get your mind at ease. <laughs> if that's what you're worrying about, that's the evil that's plan. It. That's it. But but I, I, I just want to say I appreciate you bringing up the fact that I was right. because it just That's one thing I wanted to get across. It, it boosts Jesse, my ego, of course, and Jesse I was so boost. right. Jesse did call that the, the Patriots are dead. I wish you would also declare that the Jets are alive, which they're not. So I wish you guys would realize and wake up that come December, this whole Patriots is Patriots are dead nonsense that we've been. Are, you guys sound like Trent fucking Dofer right now. The, uh, the Patriots uh, yeah. aren't good anymore. Like, I wonder if people are going to wake up and realize that. It's like, yeah, they're they're not playing very well right now. I'm gonna like, I'm gonna I'm gonna quote my 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 close personal friend who I've never met before, Max Kellerman. 
<laughs> and no. say that the Patriots have fallen off a cliff. Yeah. And, I, I, I can't and, get behind any quotes. In this story. <laughs> <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, serious. I, I celebrated. I, I buried the Patriots in Dallas at a bar watching the Titans game. Tom Brady's last throw as a Patriot was a pick six, and I danced on their graves. And I've moved on. The team I'm most afraid of, the teams I'm most afraid of in the AFC East, are not in, from New England. They're, they're from, they're from Western New York, and they're from Miami. Those two teams are much better than the Patriots are right now. Well, I'm not there yet. No, yeah, they're significantly they're they're better well, teams. Uh, right now. Connor, go ahead. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're no. Well, Buffalo is better than New England. Miami, just be, by the way. I mean, we'll we'll get into it considering it was this week's game. But I mean. Everyone, remember when everyone was saying that Josh Allen's going to be like an MVP candidate? It's my favorite narrative that we're I love it. Now. Oh, I yeah. We, we, love will, it. we will absolutely get into that. We will absolutely I get into that. I eat that up. Watching right. that dude fail brings me so much joy. And I'm sure he's a nice guy, but like, I, I don't know. Okay. Well, as far as... Buffalo fans. So, hold on. So, guys, all right. Let's get, let's actually get into the, the meat of this game. Because for, okay. for once, the, like, the past couple of weeks, Claudio. Con like last week, we spent about 15 minutes trying to talk about that game. Uh, you you should have just reviewed the, the Dolphin, the I'm Dolphins game. You. So you it's just watch Clemson from now. We on. spend like 15 minutes talking about it, and I just I had to cut Connor off, and I was like, Connor, we, we can't do this anymore. Like we can't talk about this game like we actually care. Like we can't we can't do it. <laughs> I'm just not, I, won't, struggled. I won't I won't let us do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know what? I was very in the right to do that. This is a game where I was entertained throughout because it was there was so much incompetence. It was fun to watch. <laughs> and the Jets actually had a lead at one point, which was something that they haven't had in quite some time. Uh, a two-score lead. A two-score lead. They were up 10 nothing at one point on the Bills. Um, and you, you mentioned Josh Allen. I mean, listen, we'll talk about him more in depth in a little bit, but I was just – he he's gone since that four game start he's just gone downhill but it was 18 to 10 uh the jets had a lead they blew the lead they amassed four total yards in the second half after sam darnold looked <laughs> he, he looked really good in the first half actually uh he was like 10 of 11 at one point for like 109 yards he looked really good he, was, he, had, he looked really good he had a great throw to braxton barrios on a third and 20 it just like dropped it in the bucket to him uh, Denzel Mims was popping. He looked like he was, like he belongs in the league and he was getting open at will and was making some solid, like, you know, I was, I've been talking to Connor about this, Claudio. Mm -hmm. One of the ways that I like to, I, I'm, I'm not a, a talent evaluator. I'm using air quotes here. I'm not a, I'm not an NFL scout, but when I watch football and I'm watching wide receivers, cause I've watched a lot of football. I've been on the field. I covered the sport, you know, for, for my job. And a lot of bad wide receivers, they catch the ball with their arms, not their hands. Denzel Mims doesn't do that. And that's mm -hmm. just something that I've, I've noticed, that the best wide receivers in this league, they go to the ball, right? And he does that. So that's something that I noticed. Uh, and then, obviously, it was great having Makai back. Uh, yeah. If you haven't watched the Baldy Breakdown yet, it's the highlight of my week as a Jets fan every week. <laughs> um, the, just, the, best, the best part about Makai on Sunday was that he didn't even have like a, a great game. Right. Like it, it wasn't was, even like a great game, but he was still really good. He was clearly a little rusty, but you could just yeah. like he was throwing people around and yeah. my favorite thing that that uh Brian Baldinger has introduced to me is and I, I watch offensive linemen differently now because of him, is I watch to see where the defender ends up mm -hmm. during the play. And Makai mm -hmm. continuously 
he just goes off the screen continuously, the yeah. defender and him, where you, you, you know, the camera can only capture so much of the field, and Makai is just bulldozing them into the opposing team or his bench. You know, that is, you know, like Baldy said this week, you get two more big tickets and you have a ridiculous offensive line. So is this the Brian Baldinger podcast? I, 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 I want to no, get him on I, here. I just want to hear that guy. I would, talk I would love Makai to get Baldy on this hour. podcast and just talk about Makai. Yeah, exactly. I, I would just, I would just shut up and let him talk but about Makai Beckton for an hour. I just want to, I want to talk to you guys about your emotions in this game because, you know, at one point the Jets had a lead, which is not something we're used to this season. Uh, so Connor, I'll start with you. Walk me through your emotions from the first half into the second half. I mean, you had to be expecting this, right? Yeah. I mean, of course I was expecting it. I was getting text from my dad and my uncle. My my uncle is like, as, picture how, how negative and pessimistic we are about the Jets. Yeah. And multiply that by like 10,000. He's been off on Sam Darnold basically since like, mid rookie season he's just would you he's would seen you, it all and he's just experienced it all he's he's like would you he, quantify your dad as the type of guy who would call him the fan and <laughs> yell about sam darnold i'm kind of shocked he never has as far <laughs> as i know i'm kind of shocked he never has but it, yeah this it was weird because we were watching it and I, my uncle texted me and my dad and he was and he was just like are they really gonna like blow this like blow the tank and uh, I forget who said it. It's like, don't worry. The, the, the Darnold interception's coming. Like, it's fine. And what happened, like, two minutes later, he threw the interception at oh, the end of the second half. So bad. And it was a bad one. It was a bad interception. And we were yeah. always like – and I, I was standing in my kitchen just, like, starting to make food. And I I, all I just I didn't, wasn't even looking at the screen when it happened. And I just heard, it's like, oh, and it's intercepted. And I'm like, well, there it is. Like, right yeah. on right on schedule. <laughs> like, and so I was like – but up to that point, I was – it was exciting to watch Darnold play well. I think we all are in the same boat at this point that obviously the tank is on for Trevor, but we all still want, we all still, oh. Well, okay. <laughs> I Finish your point and then I'll, I'll make mine. Go ahead. I think we're all in there. And Jesse, you actually said something to me during the games on Saturday about, uh, or I saw you t- uh, put something on Twitter about Justin Fields. But that's another another topic. I can but, I mean, we can talk about that later when we talk yeah, about yeah, Trevor. Yeah. But I think I'm personally in the boat of if the Jets screw things up and don't get the number one overall pick, that they shouldn't take a quarterback. Because at least right now, because I just there's just too much too many unknowns about Fields and Trey Lance. And it's just like it's just they're just far from a sure thing in my mind. As as much as Trevor Lawrence is a sure thing. So Sam obviously it's he's been irrevocably broken by Adam Gase and his offense. And it seems to be universally, thank God, a universally held opinion across the league that pe- people know that Sam can do and at least play in the NFL, but just not at the caliber that a team needs him to be at this moment. But so it was good seeing him play well. Him, seeing him throw to Mims was awesome, except for that play at, um, Joe Caparoso tweeted out, and I said something about it when they were uh, in the red zone when they ended yep. up kicking the field goal. Yep, yep, yep. And they're in within the ten yard line, and <laughs> Blitz comes in. Sam dodges it, and he's looking right at Mims for like three to four seconds. He could have thrown it. He could have hit him, and he might not have gotten the touchdown, but he would have certainly gotten the first down, and it would have put the Jets in prime position to get the touchdown then. 
for some reason he just didn't throw it. And then finally, when it was like the play had already broken down, it was basically too late. Well, his, brain is, his brain is broken. Yeah. That's, that's why. And then, you, and then you also see there's like another shot of Braxton Barrios is crossing right at the goal line. He's right in like middle of the field. There isn't a bill within like three yards of him. Admittedly, because Sam was on the run, it's a, it's a tougher throw, but it's a throw he could have made. Either one of those throws should have been made, yeah. and he didn't. And it's like you don't know if it's a, it's a a problem of just him being like just gun shy at this point. But it's it was just just incredibly frustrating to still see that in his third year. So then, yeah. Then so, the second half happened. And, yeah. You know. What so at <laughs> at two fifteen, I have a group text with a bunch of my buddies from college who are also Jets fans. And at 2.15, I get a, or 2.13, I get a text saying, so you guys are down to win this game, right? And I was like, uh, I kind of want to win now. Yeah. We were up, <laughs> the Jets were up 10 nothing, And I was, I was, there, I was and there, I, there too. And, and I found myself rooting. Like I said, I prefer to lose. Like I, I want to lose, but I, I, I kind of want to win now. Claudia, was there ever a moment where you wanted to win this game? No, but not – there's nothing to do with Trevor Lawrence. So I'll I'll go through my emotions. Yeah, take I us declared, through your emotions. Well, I declared on my pod a couple weeks ago with Brett that like they're unwatchable. They do not deserve my attention on Sundays anymore. I cannot dedicate any of my hard-earned Sunday time off to the New York football Jets anymore. They are bereft of talent. They're incompetently coached, incompetently run. So why am I doing this to myself? And they followed that by losing without scoring a point against the Miami Dolphins. Um this you watch, week, you still watch the Knicks, but that's different. <laughs> okay, they're actually the Jets are the Knicks are actually doing it the right way, and like there's a lot of young players that you get to watch development in, and also like last year we're talking about a team that uh, had a lot of close games with the Marcus Morris and the Julius Randles of the world. Um, whole other podcast. Yeah. Anyway, indeed. Um, I don't ever root for my team to lose in any situation. However. I've come to the determination, not because of who the number one pick is going to be, the only way that there is any future for that number one pick, if it's Trevor Lawrence or whoever ends up with the Jets next year, even if it is Sam Darnold on this team because they went 2-14. and 14. Nothing is going to change if Adam Gase is the head coach. And from everything I hear, this owner still looks at him as somewhat competent. And his best friend who... Gase made the GM is probably not going to fire him unless it's something drastic like Owen 16. So uh, unfortunately I have to root for them to lose because there's so many holes on this team that you have to clean house from this coaching staff. I'm not even talking about Adam Gase anymore. I was high on Greg Williams going into this season. Mm -hmm. I like what this defense became last year. They're all bad. So everybody needs to go that first half, that first half, for me showed you what a hint of competence because Gase gave up the play calling in the first half. Yes. A hint of competence can do. Then the bills made some adjustments and Sam hit it in the post game that we didn't adjust with them. Why? Cause our coach sucks. And so, he doesn't do it. He's never has. Right. Never. So yeah. at the end of the day, my emotions, first of all, I was out with my family cause my dad's birthday was on Sunday and we were being bad Americans in the middle of a pandemic. And we went to a restaurant. To- Happy birthday. Yes, happy birthday, yes. Pastor Claudio. Um, <laughs> so every time I looked over, he's like, the Jets are winning. He's like, shut up. And then he would <laughs> go like, no, seriously, Andrew, the Jets are winning. Shut up. And then like, no, they're up 10-0. It's like, shut up. You're not, they're not winning. What are you talking about, old man? 
Little did I know the Jets were up 10 nothing, and I got home for the second half. And lo and behold, they didn't like they didn't win. Get, well, didn't, didn't move <laughs> they the ball, win. dude. They got four yards in the second half. So it's not even they didn't win. They didn't move the ball the whole second half. Right. And this, Jesse, is the actual response to any nerves you have that Belichick is gonna tank those games. The Bills were begging the Jets to win this yeah. game. They were doing everything. They had five trips into the red zone and kicked a field goal every time. So blew a 10 point lead by allowing the bills to score six times. And it was only 18 points. So the, this was a game for, this was the one win that just, that the jets were supposed to have. And they didn't. I I legitimately think that the jets are, uh, I can't even bring myself to say it. I can't even bring myself to say it because you say cursed. No, because I, I was going to say, no, I'm going to say, I, I do think that there is a possibility. The jets can beat the Patriots because of how bad that offense is in new England. Cam Newton, that offense in new England is just as bad as the jets offense. Maybe worse. Cam Newton cannot throw to the right side of the field. He is incapable of doing it. He's thrown to the right side of the field twice. They are both incompletions in the last two weeks. On top of that, if you actually watch him throw the ball, he's throwing the ball into the dirt, like, all the time. <laughs> he, like, he can't throw the ball anymore. And if you stop him running, I mean, Nikhil Harry is garbage. Julian Edelman is over the hill. On paper, the Jets probably, especially if they trade Gilmore, which was, I saw a rumor about that today, that they may yeah. trade Gilmore. You, Claudia, you're shaking his head, but they might actually trade Gilmore and just blow it all up. Why not? You know? The Patriots, the New England Patriots, are not going two and fourteen. They're not losing to the New York Jets. They're not. But I'm like, ter- like I hear what you're saying. Ter- like ter- they're I'm both terrified. bad football teams. I'm terrified of it. I'm terrified. You can be terrified of it all he's you playing, want. Sh- he's playing chess, not checkers. Okay? But this Bills team is as was as bad on Sunday, yeah. especially on the offensive end, as yeah. any Patriots scenario that you're presenting. And they still were able to move the ball because the Jets have so many holes in their back, in their secondary, in their front seven. Like they're not getting the Josh Allen for as inaccurate and as how mediocre as I think he is, still got over 300 yards on Sunday, still mm-hmm. rushed for 61 yards. Mm-hmm. Like we're still talking about a scenario where Cam Newton can put up that, even if it's not putting the ball in the end zone. I don't trust the Jets to score like 13 points against Bill Belichick. Like, like even if it is his master plan that the Jets win a game, they still have to win again. <laughs> Like, they're not being a Patriots twice they, this year. They have to win. <laughs> Listen, but, I mean, everybody that's listening to this is probably like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Like, he sounds like an idiot right now. Why you is talking he... about me or you? No, me. I'm talking about myself. <laughs> they probably think that I'm, like, batshit crazy. Like, they're not beating the Patriots. Listen, they're not beating the Patriots. But I am, okay, terif- I am terrified that Bill is playing fucking 4D chess right now and, and is, is using the Jets as his fucking pawn to E4 and that we're going to get fucked royally by Bill Belichick, and he's going to steal Trevor Lawrence from us. That is my nightmare. Okay. okay. So you, you you need counseling, Jess. You're just going to yes. throw that out there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's basically Can I tell it. you the real reason why I'm not – well, well, Connor, I gave you a face at, like, we're tanking for Trevor Lawrence. So that whole philosophy of one player can come save your franchise, I just mm-hmm. don't believe in it. And oh, I, I've been on that train for a very long time. Well, so you like go, you take I'll, Trevor Lawrence right now and you put him on with you put him on this team, mm-hmm. not much is changing. Exactly. Right? 
Like, they, like, they can't just hit the number one overall pick. They then have to hit the Seattle pick. They have to hit yep. the 33rd pick. Yep. They have to hit throughout the draft. Now, like Jesse was hinting that Joe Douglas has actually hit, it seems like, on a bunch of draft picks this season. But mm-hmm. I I cannot, and this speaks to a lot of Jets fans that have been saying this, that Trevor Lawrence is the answer. We got to tank for Trevor Lawrence. Historically, and I'm actually going to throw a trivia question at you guys that I did on my pod, but I think it's actually appropriate here to also do it on a Jets pod because that's our reality right now. Do you know how many quarterbacks in the last 20 years have made the Super Bowl with the team that drafted them uh, that were number one overall pick? That were the number one overall pick? Cam Newton. That's one. There's um, six total. I should just say that. There's six total. Cam Newton. In the last 20 years? In the last 20 years. So since 2000. So Cam Newton's one. Peyton Manning. Uh, he was drafted in 97. Oh, so we have to be drafted in the last. I'm saying years. since the rookie scale changed, so, and it was so much more important that you draft a quarterback in at, in the first round. Cam Newton, Matt Ryan. Uh, Matt Ryan was a third overall pick. Oh, who was first that year? I believe Cam that was the the Jake the the Jake Long or the Chris Long draft, yeah, which was yeah, was that was the Dolphins had the number one pick and they took a tackle. I yeah. hold on. So so I got this. I got this. It's gonna be. Um, Eli? No, Eli. Eli's the other one. Eli was, was the number Eli. one overall pick. Eli. Well, here's the thing about oh, there's Eli only that's... two. I thought you said there's six. So yeah, there let six. me rephrase the question because there's only two that made the Super Bowl with as a number one overall pick. In the top five, there's only six. Let me just go oh, through okay. them real quick. Yeah. So, um, Eli made it with his team. Now, if you want to say that he technically was traded to the Giants from the Chargers, fine. But like he was drafted in the top five as well. My does point. Carson Wentz count? Carson Wentz counts. He's the yeah. only other one besides Eli that's actually won the Super Bowl with wow. the team that drafted him. And Jared Goff is another one. Goff, yeah, he was the first overall okay. pick. Okay. And then there's the year after Eli. I'm actually forgetting who it was. Um, but Cam is the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Ryan, obviously. So ben it's Ro- like Ben Roethlisberger was no five. Was the eleventh overall pick. Yeah. Yeah. Was Ben Roethlisberger was eleventh. Yeah. Like I mean, yeah, I, I get, I know what you're getting. You see what I'm like, saying? Like, like it's very. It's, There's not a history of guys getting drafted right, in the correct. top five. I'm, and I'm, I'm, just gonna say, I'm just going to say this. Nobody in their right mind thinks that putting Trevor Lawrence on this current Jets team is going to change a single thing. Good. Sam Darnold. Was well, a, Sam Darnold was, and if you do, then you're stupid. I'm sorry. Alex, Alex Smith is the other one, by the way. Alex. Oh, okay. Wait, yeah. Who did he wow. make the Super Bowl with? Oh, the, the 49ers. 49ers. Right, he was he got right. backup. Yeah. All right. So, right. listen, the Jets took a, a third overall pick on Sam Darnold and surrounded him with awful coaching, terrible talent, a terrible GM who made awful decisions, and it didn't work at all. Trevor Lawrence is miles better than Sam Darnold as a prospect coming out of college. Sam Darnold had a ridiculous amount of turnovers in college. He had really bad decision-making issues, but he had unbelievable arm talent strength, arm talent. He had great arm strength and made throws that we've seen all the time, you know, Make us go wow, but it's super inconsistent. Trevor Lawrence might. Okay, you said you said Trevor Lawrence for that whole thing. Uh, Sam Darnold is, the, is, is what I was talking about. Trevor Lawrence might be graded better by the majority of the of, of the of the people. So. I agree. Then yeah. then not not Sam Darnold. Then Andrew Luck. Oh okay. Okay, that's how good he is. He can move with his feet. He can throw on the run. He can make every single throw possible. He's a great decision maker, and he's played in big games and won in big moments. Right. Well coached, got a good head on his on his shoulders. 
nobody in their right mind, I'll say it again, thinks that if you throw Trevor Lawrence on the Jets as currently constructed with the coaching staff, with talent around him, that he'd be that he would excel in this league. What the Jets need to do, which is it sounds super obvious, but I need to say it, is draft well, one, and clean house. It's really that simple. Hire an offensive coach who actually has experience with good quarterbacks who weren't carried by those good quarterbacks like Adam Gase was, but the only good quarterback he's ever played with was Peyton Manning, who, you know, changed every play at the line and never, you know, never took anything Gase said seriously, probably. Like, it, it's the, the fixes are really simple. And that's what's so frustrating about the, about the whole entire structure of this organization, to be honest. Well, it's even more so because it's not even just that they should hire the coach that you're talking about. I think just not Adam Gase is such a big step. Like, you look what's going be, on with the Browns right now. Not Freddie Kitchens is such a plus for them. They're 5-2. Mm-hmm. and two. They won six games last year. Yeah. Like, the, the added bonus and whatever factor, whatever stat you want to put this under of not – former not the coach we had last year i wonder what the jets go into next season with of the not adam gay stat i mean i mean i'm sure you guys see like caparoso always tweeting like the gay's freedom watch stuff look at all the guys that gay's has coached and they're all excelling uh, you know rest in mm-hmm. peace to Kenyon drake's ankle or whatever but uh he's don't, he, don't even get me started on robbie <laughs> robbie anderson oh. he's on pace he's on pace for almost 1500 yards this season yeah robbie anderson amazing uh Tannehill is fourth in MVP voting or something right now. Like, it's it's very obvious that Gase is just really bad for player development. Not only that, it probably doesn't help that your defensive coordinator and the guy who called plays for six weeks of the season hated each other's guts, mm-hmm. and the guy who called the plays happened to be the head coach also. You know, <laughs> there's no way those two like each other, and I can't wait for, you know, Greg Williams to write a book one day and just talk unlimited amounts of shit about Adam Gase. It's going to be a fantastic read. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, pre-order it now while you can because it's it's gonna be great. <laughs> it's gonna uh, be coming. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be coming. It's gonna be great. Uh, but yeah, I I mean, listen, I feel like I'm just hitting myself in the head with a baseball bat at this point because I'm just saying the same thing over and over again week after week. But what else are we supposed to say? Like Adam Gase is an absolutely terrible head coach. He's not a leader of men. No one has respect for him. Every, every player, single player hates him. Every player hates him that's ever played with for him. You know. <laughs> it seems as if the one person that likes Adam Gase is Christopher Johnson. And I don't get it. He the most I, Claudia, you said something earlier that, that had me concerned, and I want to know where you heard this. And maybe it's just you're reading tweets or or what? you actually have heard something that Christopher Johnson wants to keep Gase past the season. Oh, you, we just haven't. Why hasn't he been fired? Like, that's my question. Like, we've only heard reports from up top that he's still an offensive genius, that he still has the confidence of the organization. So my point is more that we need to see something drastic happen so that it's undeniable that he's not the guy. And I think 0-16 is that something drastic, which is the only way you're ever going to get me to root for a tank. Do you think that – all right, so the Jets are playing the Chiefs this weekend, mm-hmm. and we can move on What's to that. What's the spread? The spread is 20 right now. <laughs> it might be – hold on. It might be, it might be different. I'm checking right now. I'm checking right now. I almost want to do a promo for my bookie on your pod. <laughs> uh it's plus 19 and a half right oh, now you're getting 19? oh my god guys that's easy money no it's not <laughs> that's easy money <laughs> yeah no that's gonna lose by 100 points oh okay all right I, I i thought you were gonna say the bet on the jets no you don't no. bet on the jets in this situation the homes is, the homes is gonna be out by into? 
Oh, yeah. So, Mahomes is going to be out by the end of the first half. Yeah, so... And they'll still lose by 25. <laughs> so, <laughs> What's the first half line? That's what I want to know. Chad Henney will be, come in and drop, like, three like, touchdowns. It'll be, like, nine and a half, ten. Like, it'll be something like that. Um, listen... So this is the, this is so there's a lot there's a lot going on with this game. Obviously, the Jets are playing the defending NFL champs, the defending Super Bowl and champs. Le'Veon Bell. Oh my God! Again, there Le'Veon's coming back. He's gonna be Over Le'Veon Bell. Over under two and a half game. touchdowns for Le'Veon. Bell. Oh, he's a hundred. You know <laughs> that Andy Reid, who sound, who seems like a nice enough guy and doesn't seem very spiteful off of like first glance, mm-hmm. but you know that Le'Veon's gonna ask Andy Reid before the game starts to be like, you know, if we get on the goal line. Give me the ball. Every and you know, and you know Andy Reid's going to be like, absolutely, go well, for it. I'm, I'm expecting, like, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire will start like he usually does. Yeah. And he probably – honestly, he might not start because they want – you know, he'll, like, they'll put Le'Veon in for the first play and then Clyde will come in. But I have, I'm a Clyde owner, and I just want him to break, like, three 80-yard touchdowns and be like, okay, Le'Veon, the rest is you. You know, <laughs> like, it's all you, dude. Um, Listen, this is the best team they're going to play this season. And they're going to play a bunch of good teams still. They still have – well, I can't say the Patriots anymore because they're not good. Um, they have the Chargers who are getting better. Uh, and I'm, I'm in love with Justin Herbert. Yeah, uh, the yep. Se- The Seahawks are really good. The Rams are really good. The Browns are solid, you know. Um, they're going 0-16. Yeah, they're going 0-16. Yeah. <laughs> this is the be- – my point is this is the best team they have left on their schedule. Um, and it doesn't get easy – it doesn't really get that much easier after this. I mean – I don't really have a specific question for you guys because we all know what's going to happen here. Like, there's not like, oh, what are you expecting? Like, I know what you're going to say. The Jets well, are going to lose. Has <laughs> a team ever allowed 100 points in a half? That's a question. <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, I'm going to go with no, but no? if there's one team that can do it, it's the Jets. Has a team ever been mercy ruled? Like, will it? Will this be the first time in NFL history that a team through three quarters is like, listen, this game's dangerous. Like, it's going to be like, want, the fi- there's my, really no point to play this last quarter. My final score prediction is 34 nothing. You only have the Jets scoring zero points? Yeah. Wow, you have, that, you have them scoring that many points, huh? I know, I know. Um, I okay, would, so I'd be shocked if the highest players. score, the highest right. combined score Ooh. in NFL history was in 1963 in a game between Washington and the Giants. Yes. They combined to score 113 points. I was in high school. Washington beat them 72 to 41. <laughs> Jesse, you missed it. So. <laughs> I made an old joke. I know, I know, I know, I know. Hop on <laughs> I don't know if 72 is the highest, like, a single team has scored, but, I mean. <laughs> Didn't Florida State just beat a team 97 nothing over the weekend? State? I saw something. I, th- I saw something on one of those college football highlight. Instagrams. There's no way because Florida State's really bad. Well, um, one of those college football Instagrams put up like, "Oh, we beat a team 97 nothing," and it was like a Snapchat. So the over under is 40 is 48.5, and I'm I actually in, take the under. I'm inclined to hammer the under. Um, listen, they're like not really missing anybody. They're missing mm-hmm. Mitchell. Like Mitchell Schwartz is you know questionable. It doesn't even matter. Like honestly, Mahomes could not play, and, and they're gonna get destroyed because Matt Moore is a better quarterback than Sam Darnold at this point. Oh, Sam Darnold isn't Chad Henney the backup? Didn't he oh, come in? He, he, he went be. in last week. They're he both there. He went in. I think they're both there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> really? if, if, we, if we know one thing about Chad Henney, it's he likes to beat the Jets. I mean, with his days with the Dolphins. Um, 
All I will say about this game, because you don't have to dive too much into it. I have no um, interest in diving into this game. <laughs> well, like, the, the Chiefs have given up more than 20 points in a game once this year. The Jets have scored more than 20 points in a game once this year. Like, this isn't anything, like, that much rocket science. The all Jets right. will cannot score more than the, the Chiefs can allow. Okay, so they're going to they're gonna lose, like, all right, they're going to lose, like, 40-plus nothing, actually. Um because I'm looking at the scores from the games the last five weeks, they lost to the the Jets lost to the Colts 36 to seven. Chiefs are better than the Colts. They lost to Denver 37 28. They're certainly better than Denver as we saw last week. Uh, they lost to Arizona uh, 30 to 10. I just said all this. Right. <laughs> They're gonna lose by like. They lose by now. I, yeah. I'm like I'm like changing. Uh, the reason I'm re- recapping is because I'm changing my. Uh, I'm changing oh, my you're 34 nothing. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be like. It's gonna be like. I think they're gonna score like 50. 50. They're gonna put a fifty burger up on them. Yeah, that's like this is this has fifty-two to ten written all over it, and then yeah. they'll play the Patriots. And because here's here's the better question: if they lose, like again, fifty-two to ten, and go into the home because it's Monday Night Football against the right. Patriots, if they somehow, as Jesse predicted, win that game, does that save Gase's yes. job? Which this is, is in prime time. Frustrating. So it's, frustrating. It's home. It's is it home? Or is it New it's a home game. It's a home game on Monday Night Football. Okay. So because it's home and because it, and it's because it's home and it's because it's in prime time in front of the entire country, Jets win that game. Gase is safe till at least the end of the season. Which they, if they loses, lose that game, I still, be. I still think he's here until the end of the season, regardless. But they get blown out like two weeks in a row, like badly, and then they, and then they go into the bye. And then they go into the bye. Then some some talks gonna get made. Some talks are gonna be had in Florham Park. Oh, sure. was, hold on. The Patriots aren't gonna lose out. Okay, they're no, gonna beat. The, they're gonna beat the Dolphins, or they're gonna beat the Texans, or they're also, gonna, and they're I gonna have, beat the Jets twice. I kind of give them a shot to beat the Bills, dude. Not they're gonna the they're gonna win like five. They're gonna win five. They're gonna go five and eleven. That's what they're gonna go. The Patriots, I, I, dude. I give them a shot to beat the Bills. The Patriots are officially the Bills. I saw this. They're Sunday, officially, almost the Jets. They're officially stuck in purgatory, and honestly, I think Patriots fans would rather. Yeah, the, the, Dolph- the Dolphins, be I think, can be. If you're, if you're a Patriots fan, you'd rather like, be zero and seven than two and four right now. Yes, I, agree. I can agree wow. with that. Hundred percent. There's nothing worse than being stuck in football purgatory, and I think every single football fan will agree with that. All right, let me ask you this, guys. Sure. The Jets have 85 points scored this season. Really. 85 points scored. They have That's not, legit more than I thought. They have not broken 100 points yet. They are the only team in the NFL for another yet another week to not break 100 points. When I asked Connor, I asked this to you, I think last week or the week before, when they were at 75 points. Hmm. When do the do the Patriots? When do the Jets <laughs> hit 100 points? Does it happen this Patriots. week? Does no. it happen against the Patriots? Do they go into the bye not having scored 100 points yet? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Um, I will conservatively say that they will hit 100 points against the Patriots because I see them scoring yeah. anywhere from 10 to 13 points this week. And then we either get the scenario Jesse's predicted where the Jets could actually beat the Pats in this year of our Lord 2020, or we get last year all over again and the ghosts come back to haunt Sam Darnold. <sighs> I mean, at the yeah. end of the, at the end of the day, Bill Belichick is just a better coach than everybody in the NFL, other than maybe Andy Reid right now, and probably still better than Andy. And I mean, 
But that's you your maniacal genius part of this, where maybe losing is actually better. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know, and I and I I can tell I'm starting to can I'm starting to sway you guys a little bit. No, no, no. I've already <laughs> said the Jets almost beat the Bills this Sunday. There's no scenario where Bill can come up with a scheme like the way that Bill lets the Patriots lose to the Jets is they don't show up. And yet, I yeah. still think the Patriots are minus three. See, like in my in my, <laughs> in my parent in my paranoid, you know, tiny brain, I. Uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking this, but in reality, there's no way that Bill ever throws a game because that's just not who he is. Like Jesse, I get it. I completely get it. I'm expecting a scenario where the Jets go 0-16 and then the league decides that all of a sudden we're going to change the rules and from now on the first overall pick goes to whoever made the Super Bowl the most in the last decade. <laughs> like I'm with you that it has never worked out this way for us and has always worked out for this evil empire up in New England. But if this is like what we're talking about and the Jets are really that bad, the Patriots, like you said, are headed for five and 11, six and 10 and the Jets. Yeah. Who am I kidding? I, I, there is I, no game plan where the I Jets buried, are, have I, more points than another team the rest of the year. I, I still have the sho- I still have the shovel from when I buried them in yeah. Dallas. Like, I mean, what am I saying? I, I... Connor, have I successfully therapeutic uh, therapized Jesse on this pod? No. No, <laughs> no. I at least get, but you no. at least hear it. I'm trying to give him yes. the scenario yes. where logically there's no, like, there's I no just way. told you all the ways that the Jets are, are inept. They, they have not scored more than 20 points more than once this year. Belichick could go out and tell Cam. Their offense throw, has not done anything. Throw the ball. He could tell him to throw the ball directly at Jets defensive backs. Mm-hmm. The Jets would fuck it up and not be able to score. Oh, yeah. They, the Jets dropped two picks, two Josh mm-hmm. Allen picks this week, which was awesome. If just, the Patriots just, just the punted best. on first down all game, I have <laughs> yeah. more confidence in a muffed punt turning into a Patriots touchdown and the final score being 7 nothing. Wait, yep. so what happens when they get the muffed punt? Do they punt through the uprights? Like, No, no, no. I'm saying, like, the Jets, the, the, the Patriots punt on first down. <laughs> the Patriots punt on first down. The Jets muff it. The Patriots recover in the end zone for a touchdown. Oh, in the end zone. That's okay. It. And the and final the score game. is yeah. seven nothing. <laughs> I have more confidence in that. No, you're giving the them too much actually... credit. No, you're giving them too much credit. It, it would be it would be like that they'd get like four safeties and it would be like an eight, <laughs> an eight nothing win. Um I listen, the better question for me is is Adam Gates the head coach in two weeks? If they lose the next two games against the Patriots and the Chiefs. Does Christopher Johnson actually see an 0-9 team that, to your math, might not have 100 points yet and say, like, we, we're just – the entire fan base is dejected. If, even if we tried to open the stadium to fans right now, no, nobody's no coming here. I, I wonder what team is the slowest to 100 points in NFL history and where – Another good question. I think the Jets have to be really high up there because their point differential is significantly higher – than what the Browns and Lions were at that at this point, like it was like two weeks ago. I saw this. At that, I'll tell at, you, at that you gave me some research to do for my pod now. Thank you, Jesse. Yeah. I'm probably gonna look that up for the pod. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good, a, 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 a fantastic stat that will just boil the blood of Christopher Johnson if he sees that on Monday Night Football. Uh, Adam Gase says sweet nothings, and then all of a sudden, I can't fire you. And it's all, it's all, it's and all yeah. is forgiven. And all is forgiven. What do you think he sees? Like, what do you? <laughs> Again, I told you last time I was here. Like, this guy's a billionaire. He's a billion. Well, he made a billion dollars doing something. And, like, you have to be pretty smart to do that, I feel like. 
and, and again, we went over that last time I was here. No, you don't. You don't have to be smart to make a billion dollars. You just have to be in the right situation at the right time and know the right father. Okay. <laughs> um, All right. Well, let, like, me ask, let me ask you this. Okay. And, and I, I, my intention is not to get political here. Uh oh. Trump loses. Woody comes back. What happens? Is Woody the kind of guy to be like come into the building and just be like, I would have never hired this guy in a million years. He's out. <laughs> or is he going to be like, I trust oh you, God. Chris. I trust you. Is Woody Johnson our savior? Oh is he going to come back and don't, be- don't give me that reality. Is there, <laughs> is there, is there a scenario where Trump losing saves the jets? Saves the jets. Oh my God. <laughs> are, are the fates America? Connected? Are the Jets the right depend thing. on this? Vote <laughs> Joe Biden, and for that reason only. <laughs> yeah, I don't really care about the policies or anything. I just, yeah, I, yeah. I, I just see Woody just... to come back and fire at him. Not, thought... not even that. I, don't, I just want to see. I just want Woody to come back to see what would happen at this point. I, I thought don't even Connor, care what he does. I thought Connor was going in the direction of if Trump loses, does he buy the Jets? Oh God. <laughs> And listen, like, no. say what you want. No, we nope. need Steve. We need nope. Steve Cohen to come in here. You read a billionaire with criminal charges against him that has someone who spent has had, money willy nilly. As, as someone who had Jeff Perlman on his podcast recently, I know I read the USFL book. Okay, all right, <laughs> but that was a completely different thing. It's still so football. Many, it's but still there was football. so many things that went wrong. Like Trump finally makes it to the NFL in this scenario, which is the whole reason that he got involved with the USFL. Yeah, but he's he broke. The bills. Yeah, but he's broke. So like, I don't listen. If you he only paid seven hundred fifty dollars in taxes last year, that <laughs> has to be someone that was. Smart. He's got to have money so, stacked. Exactly. All right, we're t- we have to be turning off a lot of listeners right now, so we're gonna stop with the politics. I think we're hilarious. <laughs> I think we're I, yeah. I mean, I personally, I think we're killing it. But you know, I don't know. There's some listen, crazies out there. If you made it to this point in the pod, then I then you knew <laughs> what you were getting into. This is what a Jets podcast sounds like. We're debating yes. how which billionaire can save this football. <laughs> Not even which billionaire. We're hoping that the billionaire that got sent to overseas can come yes. back and can come back maybe... and save it from the other from his brother, the billionaire. And the billionaire who's overseas is also awful. Like he's not a good owner. Also, Connor. So, you I... asked what people see in Adam Gase. I thought I said it last time, but I'll say it again. Um, he went on one of the Lebitard show podcasts, uh, Stupidity with Stugatz. He is a charismatic dude. When you get him away from Manish Mehta and Rich Samini and all, and the media talking heads that put him through the ringer of questions that are meaningless anyway, he is a very conversational person. He's charming. He's able to have like one of the guys, and that's probably what this billionaire sees. When he sits down with Adam Gates, he probably says to him, listen, like, you know, we're trying. Don't get me wrong. I love Sam. We're just we're up against it right now. Oh, Chris. Uh, oh, Adam, you're right. I, yeah. I, I'm i sorry I even brought you up here. Here's an extension. For all of you playing the uh, Jetstream drinking game right now, you can take a shot because Claudio has brought up the Levitard show. Yes. <laughs> listen, if you didn't <laughs> die already from the drinking game, <laughs> Jesse brought up Baldinger. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, this is just we are we are such miserable fans. I can't even, man. I'm happy. Steve Cohen's gonna be the Mets owner on Friday. <laughs> yeah. oh. Finger, oh, fingers crossed. Yeah. All right. Okay. There's this is more logical than the Patriots are gonna beat the Jets. Okay? I I listen listen here, sir. All right. <laughs> Until I see the fucking signature on the dotted line, I'm 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 holding my breath. Can I and, give and you I can, some real? I can hold my breath for a pretty long time. So yeah. yeah. 
the fuck? Can I give you some truth, Jesse? Some some real talk? Yeah, um, give me some real Jets talk. The Jets have a better chance of covering on Saturday than Steve Cohen not becoming the principal owner of the Mets on Friday. Yeah, I'll Did I say it. the Jets on Saturday? The, the Jets have a better, better can, chance of covering against the Chiefs. They would they would lose on Saturday, too, probably. They'd lose yes. to if, – if you played against Alabama, I think they'd probably lose. Well, the bye week's in two weeks, and I hear the bye week is favored plus six. It's our minus <laughs> six. So. <laughs> all right. Uh, I mean, yeah, th- that's all I got for this week, boys. Uh, the Jets are going to get blown mm-hmm. out. ESPN Matchup Predictor has it at a 95% chance that the the, uh, the Chiefs win. And I usually look at all this, like, week by week, and normally it's like, you know, 60-30, 55 45 this is the highest differential i've ever seen so i mean i said this last week uh, i'm excited to watch patrick mahomes and all the good quarterbacks we're gonna get to watch over the next couple of weeks and i brought up cam newton i thought he was still good no he's he's really bad so you can you can cross him off the list but everybody else you know whether it's herbert or Derek carr if you like him or any of the guys the jets are gonna be playing uh you're gonna be in you're gonna be in for a treat you're gonna be in for a treat, and uh, it'll be it'll be fun if you're a Chiefs fan. Oh my God! I just remembered they go to Seattle. Yeah. Oh yeah, Russell yeah. Wilson. Oh my God. Uh, Jared Goff. You get to see Baker. We get to watch Tua. Um. So there's a scenario where the Jets play the top three MVP candidates this season: Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen. I said that on purpose. I just wanted to get under Connor's skin. <laughs> There's no way Josh Allen was an MVP candidate. I'm so glad the last three weeks. I know. Yeah. I'm so glad that narrative is dying. Yeah. Yeah. As is, it should have. He is. He uh, might be one day, but let's pump the brakes. No, he's just a solid. But he's a solid starting quarterback. That's all. Yes. He's, he can be that, and it's okay. We don't have to put him in the Hall of Fame. He's Donovan McNabb, but white and tall. That's all he, he is. He turns oh. the ball. He turns the ball. Not as much as Daniel Jones, but he turns the ball over. Right. Like no. you can't mention this thirty game, this what sixteen game stretch where he had twenty nine touchdowns and four interceptions that people keep going to. Meanwhile, having seventeen fumbles, fumbles. during that stretch too. Like it, it's just like something that you just go, uh, people love to just gloss over. Like it's not that that like that doesn't impact the game at all. Well, a lot <laughs> of it comes from our, our. I don't even know what there are. Little brothers over in Buffalo, Canada's team over there that's so mad that they get disrespected because they're really new york team even though oh. the b-roll of canada is actually they finally they get show. they finally get a good team and then they just love bringing that up you know i want to i want to just send them links to like the box scores of those four super bowls every time they say that because it, it stops me from ever being a fan of bill's mafia exactly you know Okay, Jesse, I, f- I see you're you're checking out. So we can stop if you No, want. I, I'm looking for something. I saw I saw a a stat. I forget who posted it, but it was about Sam Darnold's last nine games. And was it Caparoso? It might have been him or Nania. Was it Baldinger? It was either Nania or Caparoso. I think. It was oh, Nania. Nania. Okay, Nania's good people. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, and essentially. I don't know if it was Nanny. It might have been some random NFL guy, actually. But essentially, I mean, people are, like, pointing to Sam Darnold's last cut, like, his six-game stretch last season as Mm -hmm. a reason to be optimistic. And most of his damage came against, you know, some bad teams last year. And then the last three, four games of the season, he was really below average again, leading into this season where he's been really below average, where his completion percentage is, like, sub-52%. 
and he's thrown eight touchdowns and nine interceptions or nine touchdowns, eight interceptions, and his yards are super down. I mean, I have it for you if yeah. you want, Jesse. He, so yeah, from yeah. week from week nine to the end of the season last year, first they played the Giants, the R words, the Oakland Raiders, the Bengals, and the Dolphins, all teams that finished in the top ten for draft picks. Um, who tweeted this, then, by the way? I don't know who tweeted. I just have his his game log from the last because that's what people keep going to is that stretch after they gave the Dolphins their first win and what his stats looked like. Then they after they played the Dolphins and won at home, they played the uh, Ravens on Thursday night football and he performed well. Um, they played Pittsburgh and won sixteen ten after they had already been eliminated and Mason Rudolph was their quarterback. And then they played the Bills who sat everybody because they had already locked into the five seed. And in that stretch, it's, we're talking eight games here, he had 13 touchdowns and four interceptions. And that's what people have kept going back to, that that is the sign. At least that's what I thought going into this mm. year, is that there is an eight-game stretch where he doesn't have mono that Sam Donald looks confident. And this, I mean, we've drilled the point home on this pod yeah. more than anything else, that this is why he's been so mismanaged. The signs we saw in the first half, show you that in the right hands there's a world where sam darnold is josh allen but he's in the wrong hands which is why all of these poor habits that should have been coached out of him by year three are just not existent like he still makes so many bad mistakes still hold on to the ball way too much he still doesn't know uh, that that clock that needs to go off to get out of the pocket there's just there's so many things that other coaches that have been more successful developing quarterbacks would have known to fix and get rid of that he hasn't had the benefit of having around him. So mm-hmm. yep. when he goes with Kyle Shanahan or, or goes to Indy next year or goes to another team with a good coach, we'll see what this looks like. Yep. And that's all I got for this week, boys. Um, <laughs> I just that, that thought popped into my head and I wanted to bring that up before we ended. Uh, anything else? Gentlemen, um, who you got in the World Series, guys? Mm. Are you, are you watching the World Series, that, guys? Yes, and okay. I think the Rays four seven tonight. Wow! Oh, four I'm, seven. Okay. Yeah, I know. What do you I, think I, I said? Oh, yeah. I thought you said the Rays. I thought you said the Rays, and I stopped listening because I was like, the Rays. You think the Rays are gonna win the World Series? No, they're gonna force Game Seven. Force Game Seven. I like it. And then yeah. Bueller against Glass now again, right? In Game Seven, or is yeah. it Bueller against Snell in Game Seven. Snell's or Snell going at night. Snell's we have tonight. the internet and we're talking like this. I know. <laughs> Snell's going tonight. We're um, using the internet to record this podcast. I know, right? <laughs> uh, I think the Dodgers wrap it up tonight, and then Kershaw so gets I. Kershaw gets World Series MVP, which is kind of fitting. Yeah, and you can ride off into the put, sunset. Put put the playoff Kershaw narrative to bed. Yeah, forever. Yeah. All right, folks. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jesse Finver. Uh, where can they find you, gentlemen? Connor, you first. At the NJ Mick, and as I always say, it's because I'm Irish, and it's because I'm from New Jersey. There it is. Oh, I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear that for the 85th time. <laughs> I have to find... drill it into people's heads. Yes. No. Well, it's worked. Okay. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxed at Andrew J Claudio underscore. You can find my podcast, Final Score. On iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, Amazon, iHeart, and all major streaming platforms. Um, you can find past episodes of this show that have featured Jesse Finver. I got to get Connor on the pod now that I'm thinking about it. He needs to get a mic, but I know that's yes, okay. We're working one. on it. We're when I get it, it, when I get it, when I get it, 
I mean it. The moment up. you do, I'm telling you, just show, send me a picture and then you're on the next day. Perfect. Anyway, um, that sounded dirty. Um, <laughs> I keep getting caught with spit takes that you can't see because this is a <laughs> podcast, but it is my crowning achievement that I'm so proud of. Uh, gentlemen, <laughs> thank you for having me back on the of jet course. stream. Um, I miss you guys. Anytime. I miss my friends over at Gotham. I wish you guys all the best. And to Adam Gase, um, I don't know. Unim- hopefully this new stimulus package really helps the unemployed. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> Uh, that's that's funny. That's, that's funny. funny. That's New funny. stimulus package. That's the funniest <laughs> thing we said today, guys. <laughs> uh, maybe Christopher John. Maybe uh, uh, Woody Johnson can fix that first. Jesus <laughs> Christ! All right. If you want to listen to this podcast, previous episodes, or any other Gotham Sports Network podcast, you can do so on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Spotify. I always. Every single time, I, I'm like always like forgetting Spotify, but it's because I just never use it anymore. But yeah, Spotify, mm. great app. Uh, yeah, you can find this <laughs> podcast there. Spotify, great app. Uh, I never use it anymore. It sucks. By the way, check out Spotify. Great app. Great app. <laughs> great app. Uh, and yeah, that's all. Peace. Yeah!